Well, Happy New Year. You know, we're finishing up our series, Unwrapping Christmas, and each week we've been given a gift away. And, uh, you know, this, this is the last gift in the series, or if you're an optimist, it's the first gift of the new year. So, yeah? Hmm. All right. So make a little noise, and I'll decide where, where it's going. Holy mackerel. Somebody, somebody's really... All right. Well, okay. So was, was that Isabella or was that... Yeah, okay. All right, Isabella. You got to share with, with uh, mom and dad maybe here. Good night. Wow. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> I like the gloves, by the way. Those are cool. Those are cool. So... Yeah, styling. All right, you got to open it, and we're all going to stare at you. So stare at her really hard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bluetooth speakers. So you can turn the you can turn the volume up in your house. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas later, Happy New Year. So, <laughs> you know, today we're going to unwrap Christmas, but we're also going to unwrap the new year for you. And if I could give you just one gift for this new year, besides having a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's the most important gift you'll ever, ever get. But it's, this is a gift that God's offering you today. It's a gift that will change your life. It will dial down your fears, your worries, your anxiety. It'll reduce that frustration in your life, that apprehension. It, it's a gift. It's a perfect gift. It's the perfect gift of peace in life. You know, as Scripture says, the shepherds were out in their fields. They were watching their flocks by night and an angel appeared, announced, announces the birth of a Savior, and then a host of angels start singing. They say, glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Peace on earth. I find it interesting when you study Scripture, Jesus often would greet people, or maybe when he was leaving, he would say, peace be with you, shalom. You know, sometimes something disturbing would happen, something very difficult that someone had been through, and he would go, now go in peace. You know, the Apostle Paul would pick up on that theme later. He, he would start his letters, and they said, grace and peace be with you. And I think, he could have said a lot of different things. I mean, he could have said grace and, and like popularity. Lots of people want to be popular. You know, grace and, and power, grace and riches. I mean, everybody wants them. But Paul said, grace and peace be with you. And I say all of that to suggest that many people do not know what they want. In fact, they don't know what they really need in life. You know, they, they think they want this, 
but they really need this. Those are two different things, all right? What they're longing for is peace. That peace that surpasses all understanding. That, that peace that I believe is only found in Jesus Christ. You can have a lot of money and have no peace. You can be very successful and have no peace. You can be extremely popular and be incredibly empty inside. You can have a great family and still not have peace. And what I'm trying to say is people, people seek, they, they chase all kinds of things, thinking this is going to do it, that's going to do it, and they don't realize the thing that they really need in life. Some of you need it today. It's peace. It's peace. No, instead, they have tension, fear anxiety. They have the opposite of peace in life. I mean, just think about like relationships, all right? Misunderstandings, disagreements, hurt feelings, bitterness, unforgiveness. Should I keep going? I mean, again, what we think we want and what we need in life are two different things and what we need this year, more than anything, is that gift of peace. I, I want to look at one of my favorite passages in the Old Testament. It's in the book of Isaiah. Uh, a little context here. God's people are in a season of tension and unrest. There's a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. I mean, it's a season kind of like what we're in these days. And so the prophet Isaiah, he's prophesying, and he starts speaking about a day that's coming. It's a day of unbridled worship, a day that is full of peace and passion and praise. Uh, it's a day that they're looking, everyone's looking to God. It says, in that day, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song, our city is strong. We're surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Open the gates. Open the gates to all who are righteous and allow the faithful to enter. Well, what's we going to enter into here? What is it? Well, he says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose what? Thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. That's a promise from God, and I love that promise. I, I want that promise in my life. In fact, I need that promise in my life. You know, to be kept in perfect peace, divine peace, you know, peace from God in heaven. And I don't know about you, but I'm really more familiar with like imperfect peace, inconsistent peace, fleeting peace in, in my life. And is anybody relate to this? I mean, you have peace for a moment, and then it's gone. 
You, you pray, you, you trust God with something, you, you give God a burden in your life, and, and you're fine for a few minutes, and then all of a sudden, that peace, it, it just evaporates. You know, you think, God, why, why don't you do something? Where are you in the midst of this? And it's a struggle. You, you go from that moment of confidence and peace, you kind of settle on a situation, in fact, you can really sense God's presence in that moment, and then suddenly it's like a switch gets flipped. Fear, anxiety, the dread, the insecurity. In fact, sometimes it rushes in to such an extent it can almost overwhelm you. I mean, what, what's perfect peace? You know, that word peace in the Hebrew, it's shalom. You know, shalom, it's greeting people with that. It's, it's the Jewish greeting. When I was in Israel, anytime you were coming or going, people would go, shalom, shalom. It means more than peace. You know, wholeness, completeness. It's to be full of peace, that fullness of peace in your life. You know, peace in every way. It's peace from God. It's peace in God. It's so overflowing that there is no room for fear and dread and anxiety. It's peace with God, peace with other people, peace with yourself. That's, that's perfect peace, isn't it? This perfect peace that God offers, it is huge, and it is life-changing. And some of you need it today. You know, it's, it's having peace with your circumstances, even when things aren't the way you want. You know, the original uh, Hebrew, the text actually says, you will keep in perfect peace instead of peace. It says, you will keep in shalom, shalom. It's an emphatic statement. It's a double portion. It is beyond understanding. It will not be contained. It's a promise from God that he'll give you peace, more peace than you need and more peace than you can contain in your heart and mind. It'll, it'll just overflow. And I want to be clear because I don't want you going out of here and saying something I didn't say. Peace does not mean you're not going to have problems. Anybody got problems? <laughs> it, peace does not mean you're, you're not going to have troubles in your life. In fact, Jesus is very clear on several occasions. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. Expect it. It's coming your way. You're, you're going to have problems. You're going to have things break down. There, there are going to be issues at work or at school. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have your kids fight once in a while. Yeah? Your spouse will get on your nerves. Don't raise your hand on that one. In fact, I'll bet somebody was driving here today, and your car, it was anything but peace. You know? Peace isn't found in the absence of the problems. It's found in the presence of God. Shalom, shalom. It's being able to see things from God's perspective for just a moment. It's living in God's assurance. Again, even when 
life is not what you want. And I know some of you are thinking, well, that, that's easy for you, Damon. You, you, you got that perfect life that you've got. And I'm like, really? Is that what you think? It, friends, I think it's really easy to look around you and to see other people and think, you know, they don't have it rough like I've got it rough. You know, I've really got problems. You know, I, I've got troubles at, at home and I've got troubles at work. And, and I mean, where's their peace in that? You know, the, the fact is I, I deal with all this pain in my life and I'm, I'm, I'm a wreck. I, I don't even know what peace feels like. You know, I, I'm struggling. The inflation, I, I can't even keep up with my bills. There's no peace. Friends, in the midst of the troubles, in the midst of the problems, I mean, how do you experience that shalom, shalom? Well, friends, that battle starts right here in the mind. In fact, it's a spiritual war that you're in. The, the fact is, it's a war I fight all the time in my life. The, the, you know how this goes, don't you? Your mind begins to wander, and you start absorbing untruths. You can believe God for something, you know, believe God's truth or believe a promise, but you doubt that you're ever going to experience it in your life. It's a war between what God says and what the mind chooses to believe. You know, look at the verse again. It says, you will be kept in perfect peace, all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. You, you focus on God. You focus on the truth. You fix yourself on God. And notice it doesn't say you'll have perfect peace if your thoughts are fixed on CNN or Fox News. It doesn't say if you fix your thoughts on the future or on the past. It doesn't say that. It says fix your thoughts on God. It doesn't say fix your thoughts on your financial problems. It doesn't say fix it on the doctor's report. No, you experience perfect peace when you focus on God, when you fix your thoughts on God. You know, that Hebrew word uh, fix, it means completely, fully resting. It's the idea of leaning completely into God or on God, leaning on God's promises and God's truth. And here's the question I want to ask you today. What's your mind fixed on these days? You know, just think about it. In the run of a day, where does your mind go? What? Friends, what consumes your mind will consume your heart. It will take charge in your life. You know, some of you, financial worries, they consume your mind. You know, for some of you, it's a political division, and it consumes you. It's health fears. They consume your mind and your thoughts. You know, some of you are consumed by everything that's happening in the world. Some of you, you get so fixed on what you don't like and what you fear. Some of you are fixed on all the annoying people on social media. 
and it just takes you over, and I got just, this is a freebie, unfollow. It'll set you free. It will. Just boom. So what do you do? Change your focus. Change your focus. You will be kept in perfect peace all whose thoughts are fixed on God. You know, the Apostle Paul, he says it this way. He says, and now, brothers and sisters, one final thing. See? Fix your thoughts. You know, not on what creates fear, not on what produces anxiety, not on what's going bad in the world. No, no, no. He says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. You know, think on these things. You know, here, here we go. It's what we do. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of what? The God of peace will be with you. When's the peace of God with you? When your mind's fixed on him. See, when I fix myself on God, and I think about God, it reminds me that God's good, that God's promises are true, that God is with me and for me, and it's the same in your life. You know, it, it reminds you that when you're lost, that God will guide you. When you're weak, he'll be strong. When, when you're hurting, he'll comfort you. Friends, you can trust God no matter what's going on in your life. You can trust him. God's with you. You know, Paul, he understood this. He says, what shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, you know, will relational, you know, tensions in life, will, will political unrest, will loneliness, or anxiety, or loss, or depression, or fear, will any of those things keep, no. In fact, Paul's going to answer a few verses later, he says, knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us, for I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor the powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's that sense that there's no doubt in his mind. When you fix your mind on God, see, God offers this gift, shalom, shalom, peace. Anybody need some peace? It's perfect peace. It's the peace of God. The world doesn't understand it. It's a peace the world cannot give you either. It's a gift of peace. Jesus promised to all of his followers who pursue him. He says, peace I leave you. My peace I give you. Do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I want you to notice Jesus is giving us peace, but it's not just some 
ordinary peace, okay? He's given you His peace. Again, peace is not found in the absence of problems. You're going to have problems in your life. It's found in the presence of God. It's found in Jesus Christ in our lives. You know, there's a count in the New Testament, and uh, disciples are out on a boat. A big storm comes in. In fact, it must have been a serious storm because if you remember, some of the disciples were commercial fishermen. They lived on the water. They'd seen storms. Even they were afraid for their lives, and they start freaking out. And you're like, well, what was Jesus doing? Well, Jesus was taking a nap. They're in this storm, thunder and lightning. The waves are starting to come over the bow of the ship. It's a visible storm. You can see it. But friends, I want to suggest to you there was another storm going on, and it was taking place inside of them. That storm was taking place in their mind. And I don't know about you, but many times it's the internal storm that's the hardest thing to manage in my life. It's the internal stuff that's hard to get a handle on. Because the storm on the outside, you, you can handle sometimes. I mean, at least I can look like I'm handling it. But the storm inside? Consuming, isn't it? You start fear creeps in. Doubt. Worry. We get anxious. And the storm inside is what led the disciples to cry out, you know, Jesus, don't, don't you even care? You know, we're going to die out here. And I know some of you are in a storm today. It's a tough situation. But it's the storm inside that's going to bring doubt into your life. You know, where are you, God? Don't you care? Can't you see that I'm in trouble here? Friends, in the midst of the storm, Jesus wakes up. Scripture says he stretched out his hands, and all the power of God flowed, and he said, Be still. Jesus spoke to the wind, the raging sea, and the storm obeyed, and the sea calmed. Jesus, who is peace, speaks peace, and he gives peace as a gift. You can be kept in perfect peace when you fix your mind, your thoughts on him. It's the truth. But you got to pursue it. You got to do it. Some, Some of you need to train your mind this year. You need a daily routine. You need to be incredibly intentional about it. 
and you just need to do a few things. One, unplug from the negativity. Unplug. Just get out of it. You know, quit focusing on the news. Quit focusing on social media. Let go of the office chatter. You just put an end to all of it. Just go, I'm out. I'm done. You go, well, I'd never be able to look at Facebook. Okay, there you go. There's your answer. Well, I won't be able to watch the news. Okay, there's your answer. And instead, you fix your thoughts and your mind on God. You, you pray and you ask God to renew your mind this year. And when the negativity creeps in, you push back. And you say, no. You know, in, in, in fact, in that moment, you immediately fix your mind on God. And you do it again and again and again and again and again until that peace starts resting in you. You know how this goes, right? Because I know some of you are going, yeah, but this, this is going to be a really, really, really bad week. I'll never get through this. I'll never be able to deal with that. I'm, I'm probably going to lose it when I see so-and-so. Quit. Stop. When, when your thoughts go negative, focus your mind and focus on God and God's truth. Remind yourself of a scripture or a song that, that affirms God's truth in your life. You know, in that moment, go, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, I know the plans that you have for me. You know, to prosper me, to, to give me hope and a future. And you claw your way to it. Even when things are chaotic, painful, and disappointing, in the middle of the storm, fix your mind on God. Worship God and thank God. Find something to just turn to God and say, I am yours, and I know I belong to you. And friends, when you focus, truly focus, I guarantee you, there's not many things I can guarantee, but I guarantee you, in that moment when you focus, you will experience shalom, shalom in your life. You know, the Apostle Paul, he, uh, he's in prison. He's awaiting possible execution. He knows that. And he writes these words. He says, do not be anxious about anything. Whatever it is that's weighing you down, whatever that thing is that's gripping your heart, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, notice, whether it's a relational thing, financial thing, vocational, emotional, physical, but in every situation, how are we going to get through this? By prayer and petition with thanksgiving. See, it's worship. It's in the praise. It's in the worship. What we did this morning is a piece of fixing on God. Present your request to God and the what? 
peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's a promise from God. Some of you need to write that down, put it on your refrigerator, put it on your phone, need to read it over and over through the day. It's the peace of God. It's peace this world cannot give you. In fact, it'll give you everything but that. It'll give you the opposite of that. It's a peace the world cannot take away. Why? Because it's from God. It's a gift from God to you. It's a gift from God. It's peace on earth, shalom, shalom, that you can live in. And so my prayer is that the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds and your soul, and it'll prepare you for this next year. How many uh, Catholics do I have here that Catholics, your background? All right, so you can help me. Peace be with you. You. May the peace of God be with you today. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, give us your peace. God, I know there are some here today that there's problems, there's troubles, there's concerns. God, whatever they are, I pray that this moment, that your peace would pour into them. That they would realize you are the source of peace. That you can give peace in the midst of it. God, we long for it. We need it. We want it. God, help us to fix our mind on you. When things start spinning. Ultimately, God, help us to fix our mind on you when things are going great. God, I pray for every family here, every individual. This is a new year. God, I pray that they'd experience your peace. They'd have so much peace they can't contain it. Nothing else can get in. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. With all we say and do, it's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. God's people said? There'll be prayer teams down front. Uh, let them pray with you. Maybe, maybe it's as simple as saying, I want that peace this year. And just say, I want you to pray for that for me and my family. So let's stand, let's worship together.